Um, so for those of you I don't know, which is a growing number now as our church grows, I'm Joel Bumgartner, and um, I'm the uh, relatively newly ordained deacon at Harbor. And for many of you, probably uh, like myself, or many of you are probably like myself, when I first was nominated, I had no idea what a deacon actually was or what a deacon did. Um, so a deacon is charged with service in the church, and uh, this includes the, the physical needs of the church, the, spirit, the emotional needs, psychological needs, social needs, etc. And when I first was nominated, I was not exactly particularly interested in this, and um, I felt that I didn't think I really had the skill set to do this, certainly didn't feel like I had the time to do this, didn't feel like I was really all that interested. So um, as as happened, obviously, I'm standing here today talking to you about being a deacon, so clearly something changed. Um, God kind of worked in my heart, as he does, and um, I was really kind of drawn to the concept of deed ministries and of, of service ministries in the church. And one of the passages that, that I've kind of been ruminating over over the past several months in this is the, the story of Jesus um, in the upper room washing his disciples' feet. And uh, I, just, I just think this is a very striking passage when you know the role of the servant is actually taken by Jesus um, to wash his disciples feet including those people who hours later will run from him and including the washing the feet of the very person that that betrayed him um, and I felt like in his last hours if I was Jesus I probably would spend my time preaching to his disciples knowing that you're gonna be gone um, but I felt like perhaps this this message of mercy was actually the, the most, the more important message to his disciples. And that kind of struck, stuck with me, and, and, and Jesus kind of asked his disciples to follow the same, um, to follow the same ministry of mercy. And I felt that as I, I, saw, I began to see that deed ministries like that, service ministries are, are really interdependent with, with, uh, with word and uh, preaching the gospel. And so I, I kind of saw that that the, the diaconate is, is uh, it's really not so much preaching the gospel, but doing the gospel. And so that, that's kind of, kind of what helped bring me around, I guess. Um, so what I'd like to do is kind of reintroduce the care team. The care team at Harbor is really the, the, the arm of the church that, is, that, is, um, that takes care of the needs of the church. And um, we have a few new members on the leadership team you see on the slide. Myself as the deacon, Karen, uh, Karen Lehman Alexander has helped for, for many years with the care team, and I'm going to have her get up and speak here in a little bit. Um, but uh, she's continuing to, to be on the leadership team. And then uh, Marion and Rebecca, who are not, weren't able to be here today, but they're deacon assistants in helping us uh, with this. And so I certainly want to introduce uh, the team and um, let you know kind of what's going on. Also going to spend the next few minutes just kind of explaining kind of some of the things that the care team has done in the past at Harbor, and then also what our vision is in the future um, as, as we move forward. So as far as in the past, as, as I've kind of stepped into this role and gotten to know what the care team has done, I've really been impressed and humbled and honored to kind of peek behind the curtain at Harbor and see all the things that people have been doing for one another at Harbor over the years, and it's really remarkable. And Certainly, a lot of the care that happens at Harbor is not done by the care team. It's done by individuals as we give people rides to church, as we care for people in our life groups, as we get to know each other. Um, I really, it just, it's really humbling to see. And there's so many examples that, that I've seen you know, since, since I've been doing this, but also since that have happened in the past. Things as simple as giving rides to church, um, picking up people from the hospital, taking them home. 
um, you know, doing yard work, doing moving help, do assembling furniture, um, and even including some really significant needs like providing or funding housing for people in a crisis. Um, example of in Stephen's life group of, of helping someone in their life group uh, basically fund and build a wheelchair ramp for, for them. And uh, it's just really remarkable to see. There's lots of stories that, that we could tell. Um, but there's a lot of care that happens at Harbor. And I think it's, it's, really, it's really neat to see kind of what's been done. And some of this has been done by the care team, as I said, but a lot of it's done in the context of the, of the life group. So anyway, um, I, we could go to the next slide, so, or this one. So this is kind of the vision as we move forward, what we'd like to do with the care team. Um, we kind of have a vision of, of various segments of care. In the past, it's been mostly the financial side, but we certainly want to extend this to other, other aspects of care at Harbor. So the, the first thing is the celebration side of care. And we would really like to be able to celebrate um, on the care team milestones that happen in, in everyone's life here at Harbor, whether that be baptism, whether that be um, first communion, whether that be uh, you know, a, a job promotion, whether that be graduation, Sunday school, you know, it's children's church milestones. We really would like to celebrate that, and we would like, you know, to maybe give care packages or some way to recognize those, those things. Physical care, we'd like to continue to do this at Harbor on the care team. This includes moving help, assembling furniture, making meals, um, kind of the physical, the physical needs that, that we have in church. And many of these things already happen and continue to happen, you know, in the context of the life group. But we'd like to continue. There are some things that life groups just can't provide, and we'd like to help with that. Certainly sympathy. There's a lot of people suffering in, sh in our church that we all know about. And, you know, we've, this has already been started with, with, with grief share, and we'd like to continue that and help that. And, uh, you know, to, provide, to draw near people who are suffering. Shepherding care. You know, uh, we'd like to be able to provide services or even counseling for people that are suffering in marriage or with addiction or other, other issues. And then we'd like to continue our financial care. And this is where I'd like Karen perhaps to kind of spend a, a minute or two to talk about what we've done and what kind of things we'd like to do in the future. Thank you. So good morning. My name is Karen. I have been a part of Harbor for about nine years. And for the past five years, I've had the tremendous privilege, along with Kylie Lee, who's back there, of administering the financial arm of the church's care team. So um, we meet the one-time financial crisis needs of people within our Harbor family, that is, Harbor members or people who have been longtime participants in our church. Some of the examples Joel already mentioned, but these are usually small and, as I mentioned, one-time gifts. We may provide a week or two of groceries for someone who's in transition. I believe at one time we uh, paid for a monthly cell phone bill for someone who was out of a job but looking for work and needed phone access to be able to apply for jobs. One time there was a young couple that uh, was interested in some marriage counseling but hadn't budgeted for it, so we arranged to split the cost of the marriage counseling with them for an, a set number of sessions. Like I said, these are usually pretty small gifts, and there are many needs in this church that we can't meet financially, but what we do aim to do is always link someone up with prayer and encouragement as well as resources, whether that's a shelter or a legal care or a counselor that provides services on kind of a prorated or pro bono basis. These are the ways that we aim to help with people that are going through these moments of unexpected crisis. We realize that uh, the money that we use for church care comes from your offerings and gifts. We do have a care fund that's funded above and beyond um, tithes and offerings, and a portion of that is earmarked for these financial needs. 
since it's your money, we try to steward it very responsibly and we take that responsibility seriously. We've developed policies and procedures over the years, including an intake process, an application process, designed to ensure that the funds are administered in a way that's consistent with our vision. We also have policies in place to make sure that needs are handled very confidentially and sensitively. I uh, give one of these announcements every so often and people say, well, I didn't even really know that Harbor did this and that's kind of the point. Our goal is to be able to meet these needs as privately as possible so that we can continue to worship as a family and just kind of go on doing what we do. Um, this financial aspect is my favorite ministry that Harbor does. Like I said, it's really been a joy to be involved in this. In my mind, this is where we really show that we are family. So if you have any questions, if you'd like to be involved in the administration side or know someone that might benefit from this, please come talk to me, talk to Joel, talk to one of the pastors or elders, and uh, we would be happy to help you out. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Karen. Um, so I just want to just in the last minute here just talk about you know where you all come in obviously we're presenting this to the church and we really would like people to to help us with this we have a much bigger vision of what we feel like the care team can do um, including all the things listed here and so there's um there's a response card in the bulletin that you can take a look at um, uh, during the service and and if you're interested to help um, please circle an area that you might be interested to help or you can even write down a specific skill that you have or interest or um, something that you'd like to help with. The, the idea is what, what we'd like to do is kind of establish a contact list of people in the church that when a need arises, we can disseminate that need to a list of people who have expressed willingness to help, and then we can help provide that need. And this is not something that we expect will be um, you know, a, a, a huge time commitment or, or, or energy commitment for you. It may only be once or twice a year. But if you're willing to help with any of these things, um, you can, you know, please fill it out on the response card and turn it in. You can also email. We have a care team email listed on the, on the slides. Um, or you can come up to me or Karen or Marion um, or Rebecca and, and talk to us. Or if you have a need yourself, um, as I mentioned before, a lot of these things happen in the confines of the life group. And we, you know, we'll, we'll kind of have an intake process. We'll talk to you about the need that you have. Probably one of the questions we'll ask is, are you in a life group? And we'll talk to the life group leaders about helping. Because we feel that that is where the first front, the front lines of care happens at Harbor. But there are obviously needs that go above and beyond that. And that's where the care team can help. So um, if you have those needs or know of someone in the church, please let us know. Um, but uh, please, please think about this and pray about this and, and kind of uh, follow the example that Jesus um, gave in the, in the upper room. Thanks for your time.